At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, you can call or text 402-464-5685. I appreciate all your phone calls today. Sip, I tell you what, that, we discussed on Sunday that it was uh, a major, major, major surprise for Nebraska basketball to go into Omaha, win for the first time in Omaha in 18 years against the Jays. Isn't this nice that we have Rob on yes. and, and we're going to talk about right. hoops and it's going to be a positive Discussion. Robin, we're joined now by Robin Washington, Husker Line. Robin, Nebraska's won three straight games, Ooh. all against Power 5 teams, including a win over, at the time, top 10 ranked Creighton. What the heck is going on around here? Yeah, wild times indeed, uh, considering <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where this season even was just a few games ago. Yeah. Think, about, think about where it was after Memphis, where they just lost two in a row down in Orlando. They looked uh, like things were... Uh, about ready to, you know, mm. shut the book on the season there, and then all of a sudden they come back. And granted, Florida State is uh, struggling more than anyone could have possibly expected, but Nebraska whipped them. And then they play Boston College, who has struggled uh, and is not very good. And Nebraska whipped them. But the real kind of turning point uh, was they continued that against the top ten team in the country, a bitter in-state rival, where, like you said, they haven't won since Sam Greasel was four years old. And so, you know, that's. Uh, uh, a pretty notable uh, shift in just mm. the overall tenor of the season where suddenly, you know, you're starting to reevaluate, you know, what, what the projection of this, this season might be. But um, it's still very early. They still have a very daunting schedule ahead of them. But at least this group has given you a little bit more optimism for them to at least have some meaningful basketball games at the turn of the new year where that hasn't been the case in a long time. Robin Washett joins us who covers basketball at a supremely high level. That and he's and he's a good dad too. Yes, he has a great dad. <laughs> and, great dad. Okay. Open up a fruit snack right now. Yeah, so you open that up. Asking. You open that up and be careful. <laughs> Don't four, hurt yourself. <laughs> four minutes. Hey, Rob, you were at the game, so you didn't hear this. I was watching on TV. With four minutes to go in the first half of the Creighton Nebraska game on Sunday, Nick Baugh, the the FS in the FS one analyst FS1, yep. Fox Sports analyst, said this is as good a defense as I've seen against Creighton all season. Now that's Creighton's played number two Texas, number fourteen Arizona, number nine Arkansas, and number twenty one Texas Tech. What's the deal with Fred? How's he getting this team to play such good defense? And, and I mean, how much, how much, how, how would you assess this overall change in approach, Rob? I mean, it's, uh, I would agree with him. That was as good as I'm sure Creighton has seen, and that's as good a defense as I've seen since 
Fred Weiberg has been here. Yep. Uh, you know, and I think that goes back to the changes they made in the off season with, um, for one, the the, st- the coaches they brought on staff, the players that they added uh, through the transfer portal, and just kind of this uh, stylistic shift to where you know they're going to play more of a Big Ten quote unquote style of basketball where defense will be an emphasis. Mm-hmm. They're going to milk the shot clock. They're going to be uh, more selective with the shots that they take. And this whole, um, you know, flip from where you know, they're trying to play this NBA style and you know, have all freedom to the players, it, it was not working. Mm-hmm. And so they had to do something to, to try a different approach. And it's been hanging their hat on defense and playing possession bas- control basketball. And um, I think a lot of it is the changes you know, with on the coach's end, but a lot of it too is you got to have players that, that can play that style. And you know, you obviously get Sam Greasel, you get Sam uh, Derek Walker back. Those two have kind of highlighted it. But I'll even go further, like guys like Juwan Gary and Emmanuel Bandamel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at uh, why Nebraska was so good defensively. Part of it was Creighton missed a lot of shots that they normally make, and that's two games in a row now where they've struggled from behind the arc, which is pretty uncharacteristic, but. Um, you know, Fred kind of pointed this after the game. Um, Ryan Nemhart, uh, Creighton's starting point guard, really talented player, uh, he torched Nebraska he in did. the meeting last year. 22 points, five assists, and really dictated the pace on every possession to where Creighton was just getting up and down the floor and playing their style of basketball. Nebraska couldn't keep up. Well, what did he do on Sunday? He had uh, six points on three of ten shooting yeah. and four turnovers. You know, and that's because Emmanuel Bandamel was matched up on him the majority mm, of the game. And then Bandamel. Juan Gary dominating the defensive glass. So, I mean, his, his rebounding prevented all of those second-chance opportunities that Creighton normally gets against Nebraska. So um, when they were missing, they were not getting a second crack at it. Right. And so, uh, you know, Sam and Derek deservingly get a lot of the credit, but it goes across the board for why Nebraska was so good against Creighton, and especially why they were so good defensively. Let's see with Derek Walker again. I mean, since his return, Robin, Nebraska's 3-1, and one, lost to Memphis, but they beat Florida State, Boston College, and Creighton, con- you know, beat the first two convincingly, beat Creighton by 10. We knew he was important. We, did we know he was this important to Nebraska to have this kind of success, Robin? No. I mean, uh, like you said, there's no secret that he was one of their better players, but for him to be playing at this level in these last three games, uh, almost 18 points, over eight rebounds, two assists per game. I mean, that's as good of a stat line as you're going to find. And so uh, he's been the heartbeat of everything that they do. And uh, it's not just his production that has been impressive. It's the ripple effect that he's had on other guys around him. And mm-hmm. Sam Greasel is the most obvious example where you have someone else that can facilitate the offense in the half court okay. that frees up Sam to be more aggressive as an off-ball scorer. And mm-hmm. you've seen what he can do when he's not having to do everything uh, as far as moving the basketball where it needs to go. You have Derek as a option out of the high post that, um, for one, frees other people up like Sam to be more offensive threats, but it also pulls the big away from the hoop. You right. know, against Creighton, um, uh, Kalkbrenner had to get out from under the basket. He's one of the best shot blockers in the country, and he wasn't able to sit there and, you know, stand on the paint and defend the rim. And that allowed them to get all those backdoor cuts and, um, you know, easy layups because Derek Walker made them have to account for him. And so that's um, something they just didn't have. Without Derek, they, they did not have that presence where, um, you know, teams were able to pack the paint and make Nebraska try to beat him with threes. And with their offensive limitations, 
that's a recipe for failure. So just having Derek's on the floor in the half court has opened up everything for this offense. And you add with the production he's doing, you know, as a scorer himself, um, I think that's that's been a night and day change uh, since his return. They also, Rob, win this game. And I did not think this was possible, Robin Washington. I did not think it was possible for Nebraska to beat a team as good as Creighton with C.J. Wilcher going one for seven and Casey Tominaga going one for five. I, I, if, you, if you told me those stat lines before the game, that those guys were going to combine for four points, those are the best shooters, Rob. That they're going to combine for four points, I'd say, no, no, there's no way they're winning. No way. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of that, though, is they were able to make up for that by scoring, I think, like 46 some points in the paint. Yes, I mean, like, 46 <laughs> yes. points. Yeah, they dominated in, in inside. So that that was part of it, but I, I agree with you. I mean, those guys, you know, they, they need to be better, and they make Nebraska such a better team when they are hitting threes because, you know, they just give them a little bit more firepower and, and offensive diversity. But um, that's that's when you look at kind of like long-term, um, what, you know, is this sustainable? I know that question gets asked a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the, does the product we see we saw on Sunday, is that something that can translate? For one, defense carries no matter where you go. Uh, if they play like that defensively and rebound like that, uh, they're going to be able to compete with most anyone on their schedule. I mean, mm-hmm. if they can go into Omaha and mm-hmm. do what they did to Creighton, mm-hmm. there's not a team on their schedule that they can at least compete with, if they play with that type of effort. But offensively, that's kind of where it gets interesting because you have your two best shooters shoot that poorly, and yet they still won by double digits. Right. And I think right. that, that that's a credit to this roster and the fact that, and they've talked about this a lot, that it's not just one or two guys that have to do all the scoring. I mean, any, any given night, you, you look through the box scores of this season, there's been a different guy uh, as that second or third leading scorer uh, every single night. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a good, good thing that, you know, you can look at it as a problem, as maybe a little, some guys are being inconsistent, but you can also look at it as a positive to where if players like CJ or Casey or anyone else have a bad night, there's other guys that can step up, like Juwan Gary, mm-hmm. like Derek Walker, Sam Greasel, Emmanuel Bandamel, that, uh, you know, on any given night, any one of those guys can, can step up and, and provide the offense. So, you know, I think that's, that's like I said, there's it's bad that you don't you get some kind of inconsistency with some guys that you need to be consistent, but it's also good that you have other players that are able to step up and carry the load when those guys do struggle. So by Robin Washington, Husker Online. Robin, so now we reach a weird point where Nebraska's 6-3. and three. They've won three straight games. I mean, we didn't have expectations going into the season. You're going to be cautiously maybe optimistic. Tomorrow, Indiana, a ranked team that just lost to Rutgers by 14, and then Purdue, who's a great team, on Saturday. That one's at PBA how do you assess an expectation? What, what's your outlook for the next two games, and how can that change the view on the, on the rest of the season, if it does at all? I mean, clearly, if you win either of those games, that's <laughs> about as significant as, as beating Creighton. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, just considering that those are the two favorites in the Big Ten. Indiana was the preseason almost consensus number one. Um, and, yeah, they just had a bad game, but uh, you know they're, they're still – there for a reason you know they were a top 10 team a couple days ago so uh you know that's 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 the problem with this season you know I've, I've been saying it all along is you you can see obvious examples of how much better nebraska is right and just 
At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. How much more complete of a team they are, how much better of a team that they are from a chemistry, personnel, everything. But I just don't know how much that's going to be reflected in their final win-loss record because of the degree of difficulty mm-hmm. of their schedule. I mean, the Purdue-Indiana games are a perfect example. And then, oh, by the way, you got to go play Kansas State, who um, I know they were 6-1 and one at one point, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're, they're off and running. you got to go play them in Kansas City in a quote-unquote neutral site game. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Big Ten grind, you had 18 more games. Nebraska's 59th in the net right now. That's about as high as they've been since probably 2018. Uh, and <laughs> they're still like eight or ninth uh, in the Big Ten as mm-hmm. far as the net rankings go. So, I mean, that schedule makes it so hard to project like this massive jump uh, as far as what this win-loss record could be. I, I think that there's no doubt a better team. They are no doubt have the right recipe in place now, but I just you know, I, it, for me, for them to get close to 500, I think would be a success. What do you think of the? I mean, what have you? Is there anything that's jumped out at you in the Big Ten so far? I mean, I, I, Rob, I will say this: I watched Rutgers, Indiana. Rutgers is tough. I mean, that's yeah, that, that didn't look, that yeah, they didn't that didn't look fluky to me. Um, anything jump out at you about the Big Ten? I mean, outside of Purdue, um, there's really not that team that like looks like a a no brainer like national championship front runner. Uh, but they have a whole bunch of teams that you could all see making deep runs into March. Okay. Um, you know, obviously the Michigan schools, we even talked about them They're They're always going to be there. Uh, and so you got Purdue, Indiana, um, you know, go down the list. Wisconsin's been playing some pretty good basketball. Like you said, Rutgers is uh, going to be right there in the mix. And um, there's a good chance that, you know, at least half the league gets into the NCAA tournament with all the bubble teams in the conversation. But the the flip side to that is there's there's no bad teams. Right. I mean, Northwestern. Even, even Minnesota Northwestern yeah. are yeah. difficult. Northwestern just beat Michigan State on the road, Rob. Just yeah, beat exactly. Them on the road. So I mean there's there's no easy outs. And you, Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, they were supposed to be the easy teams. And Nebraska just beat Creighton. Minnesota just beat Michigan or Northwestern just beat uh, Michigan State. Yep. And so you I mean let's go down the line. Like yep. that that's what again, there's not maybe those elite tier Teams. I'm saying this with a team that's ranked fourth in the nation right now, but uh, compared to previous years where you, know, you had three teams in the top ten, but there's no, like the back end of the conference is all really good. And so that, that I think is going to make the overall strength of schedule of the Big Ten, you know, right up there with as strong as it's been in, in, in recent years. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We'll chat with you again next week. Yeah, See Husker Online's Robin Washington. Nice to talk to Robin when things are going well for I know. Nebraska. It's just we, it's been a long time. It was a legitimately good win, great win by Nebraska on Sunday that you can't pour cold water on. The, the closest you can come is well, Creighton missed open shots. Eh, I said that. I said yesterday, and I mean it. Yeah, they got some open looks, but they were a little more hurried than they wanted them, wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Even though they had a crack. Yep. Eh. Nebraska's rotations, the way Nebraska was flying at the ball, Creighton was a little more sped up than they wanted to be. So that, when when you think it's an open shot, it is, but it's a little bit faster than they want to be. You see a hand flying in at you. Well, eventually he did. <laughs> uh, and, 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 a, and a lot of times the defense was just 
excellent on the perimeter. And Nemhart did look out of sorts. He's, right. He was three for 13. Nemhart was yeah, three he, for 13. Like Robin said last year, he was awesome against Nebraska here in Lincoln. And awesome. I, thought, I thought he was the best example of someone who got some looks, but it looked like he was hurrying. Looks like he was pressing. Yeah. Nebraska's defense made Creighton uncomfortable. It did. For the first time ever? Yeah. And then Creighton, I got a kick out of Creighton trying to press. <laughs> they don't play, they just don't work on. It. I mean, you can tell they didn't, they couldn't press. They tried to they tried to put some pressure on Nebraska late and and too late. And too Boss late. said that they never press. You could tell. They don't it didn't look good. And they're the big fat loser of the week. You like that, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I'm wearing a blue sweater today, but this is not for Creighton. It's to mock them, frankly. Yeah, one of the mock. Yeah, because I wore my the victory pullover yesterday for yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, it's my pity pullover. Is that what that is? Yeah, pity pullover. It's the old course St. Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. That's a nice pullover. Yeah, thank you. Saw it there in uh, August. We went for the game. It was fun. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's play the game show. You Give us a call off. right now at four six four five six eight five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You won a very low scoring game yesterday, but it's a, win, a win's a win. One and zero. We just talked to Robin for about basketball for fifteen minutes. So I thought, how about some previous Big Ten players of the year in Ooh, the Big okay. Ten basketball? I can do that. Okay. Yeah. I think you know recently recent. Previous Big Ten players of the year in basketball, men's basketball. Give us a call, 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. If you have watched any Big Ten basketball over the last eight years or so, you should feel good about today's topic. Big Ten Basketball Players of the Year. Men's basketball. That feel pretty Recent good. ones. I will give you for the position and the school. You tell me what the player is. Very simple. And the year. The year, the school, and the position. Yeah. You tell me who the player is. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah, we can just give you last name, too. Right. The line is open for you. Don't be scared. I know this is a, a you know, you might be scared of it this morning about this topic. Don't be. 464-5685. Need a caller. If you're on the stream, it's your time to call. 402 464 Five six eight five. Do you think people are scared of the topic today? A little bit. Don't be scared. There's no reason to be scared. Yeah, you're not going to lose anything. I mean, don't make Josh no matter what. No matter what. Someone wants bagels. No matter what, you're going to get a bagel out of this. Right. Again, if you lose, you still get a prize. Don't be scared. Yeah, we have a lot of viewers. Yeah, I can see. I see the amount of people viewing right now. I know you're out there. Don't be scared of the topic. They'll come. They'll come. There we go. They'll come. Here they come. You gotta beg them sometimes. Usually they just they flock the lines, but they want to. This miss. is a tough one. It is. It is tough. I, I was. I was thinking, is this gonna be too hard for the listeners? But I don't think it's that hard. I think you'll be fine. Josh is getting our caller over there. He will give us the information here in a second. Don't list any of the top of your head, by the way. Now the lines are jacked. Okay, Adam, Adam, let's get to the game show. Here we go. Ready to ready yes, to go? Sir, let's Adam. do it. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. All right, Adam. <laughs> First question goes to you, Adam. What point guard 
from Michigan State, won Big Ten Player of the Year in the 2018-19 season. Oh, I got it. This is for Adam. He's a beauty. He's a beauty. Uh, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. No. That, is, that is a Spartan. He was out of point. This is one of my favorite Big Ten players of recent vintage. I love the way Michigan State pushed the ball down the court off of made shots with Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston is correct. You did like that guy. You always, you always did. Always talked him up. All right, Sip, for the two is your lead, your first question. What power forward from Purdue won Big Ten Player of the Year in the 2016-17 season? Oh, power forward. Two that I come to mind. And I only I think I don't want to say the first name. It's Swanigan. Caleb Swanigan, who actually passed away this year too. We mentioned that there. He did pass away earlier this year. So, R.I.P. Caleb Swanigan. Uh, for the to stay alive, Adam down 2-0. Last question: What power forward from Wisconsin won Big Ten Player of the Year in the 2014-15 season? Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky is correct. Still alive. So if he misses his Adam, you can you have a chance to. Mm. But if Sip gets it right, the game's over. Ready? I thought, yeah. I looked these up. These are all correct. Yeah. Okay. What point guard, Sip, from Michigan, won Big Ten Player of the Year in the 2012-13 season? Are you sure he's a point guard? Yes. Not just a guard? Nope. This guy was a point guard. Sure. They they had two players. This winning. It's gotta be Trey Burke. Not Nick Stauskas. Stauskas was a regular guard. Okay. Trey Burke is correct. He was a point guard. Okay. Adam, thanks for calling. Nick. We'll get you a bagel and calling down the road, man. Nice try today. Good job, Seb. Good job. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Yes. Two and zero. Oh. I think it's forty six and twenty. now. 46 and 20. Uh, quickly, tiebreaker. Uh, the Big Ten has handed out a Player of the Year award every year since 1984. How many times has a sophomore won the award? A sophomore? A sophomore. Um, so that's what? how many years? 84, so that would be... Almost 38 years. Yeah. 38 years of the award. How many times has a sophomore won? Yeah. Six. Eleven. And Johnny Davis last year at Wisconsin was the eleventh person. Johnny Davis. That's right. Flopped in the tournament. Yep. In the big dance. He flopped bad. Flopped. I think his I think his ankle was pretty bad though. So giving yeah, excuses. Excuse. Wisconsin lost. Who cares? Wow. I don't like the Badgers. Don't have to. You can't make me. Yeah, you like Iowa though. I, know I you don't do. like yeah. Iowa. <laughs> yeah, the spillover do. is next on early break of the ticket. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.